Jesus Christ is risen today. Alleluia. Amen. Well, Happy Easter, everyone. I don't know what you thought when you looked in the mirror this morning, but from here you look pretty good. <laughs> it's a great joy to see this church filled with people. And if you remember nothing else from this morning, just remember these words. Just come back next Sunday. <laughs> Welcome home. It is a great joy. This glorious day when we celebrate the feast of the resurrection for Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. In a few weeks, my family and I will have the incredible privilege of spending some time in Jerusalem, a city so central to the story of our faith. I've been fortunate to have gone there a couple of times already. And so I know that one of the places I'm really keen for us to share an experience of as a family is the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the site tradition holds where the remarkable events of today happened. As the church, it was built on the site that supposedly witnessed both the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. It is one of those places where you have to be prepared to spend a lot of time with a lot of people. <laughs> At the end of those hours in line, snaking around a jam-packed church, in all honesty, you're waiting for a turn to do something a little odd to crawl under a small altar, reach in a hand, and touch the stone where tradition holds Jesus' body was laid in the tomb. I know, it sounds fanciful. After all, how on earth could they know which stone it is after all this time? Yet the experience for me of being there was not one that was looking for evidence of material truth. It was instead an experience of propulsion. God alone knows how many tens of thousands of people, the man whose job it is to keep watch over the shrine of the tomb, has seen pass by over the years. Perhaps I should be forgiving then that my experience of him was not a moment of serene prayer or even a mutual recognition that I was kneeling on uniquely hallowed ground. Instead, after my allotted 3.5 seconds, <laughs> all he offered was, go, that's enough now, go this way. And it was over. Propulsion for a body being told to get out of here. But also propulsion for the soul for something about that proximity to the story of Easter moved me forward. Yet that is not always how it feels. Sometimes we want to linger in such places and with such experiences. I've wondered if Mary and Mary Magdalene also touched the stone where Jesus' body had been laid. Matthew's account of the resurrection, which we've just heard, makes it clear that the angel, sitting atop the rolled-away stone, invites them both to enter into the tomb and see the place where he lay. We might imagine that for them, 
after all the harrowing events the past week that saw their Lord arrested, scourged, wrongfully convicted and executed, that after all of that, these two women might feel a strong desire simply to be where Jesus' body had been, to touch the rock and hold on to it, remembering the life they had all too briefly shared with him. Yet this is not what happens. The angel does not invite them in to give space for their grief, nor is there an opportunity to ask how or why the tomb is now empty. It seems that the time for explanations may come later, if at all. This is a story not of lingering stillness, but of movement, of propulsion, of urgency, of women who are urged to depart from the tomb as quickly as they had come into it. Come and see, then go, is the message of the angel. If you are looking for Jesus, you won't find him here. He is going ahead of you. I wonder if you've ever experienced that kind of feeling of being propelled forward. When I think about my own life of faith, I can probably boil it down the major decisions of my life to a few hours of spiritual conviction. A feeling that I was being tugged this way or nudged to go that. A sense that this was the leap the Spirit of the living God was calling me to make. Sometimes it's a time to go feeling. Other times it's a find me there sensation. All of it though has the same element of momentum. Faith for me has never left me sitting still. Something has always been in the process of being made new. I suppose that is part of what it means to be an Easter people. That we are those within whom something is being made new. People who bear witness to the slow birth of God into the world. Where the hopes of God's kingdom gradually come to term in us. I wonder if this has ever been your story. Have you ever felt something tugging on your heart? Have you ever sensed that the song you've been singing is not the only music your life could learn to hear? It's a frightening prospect, I know, yet it's also exhilarating. When the women meet Jesus on their way out of the tomb, they cling onto his feet and worship him. It's amazing they don't hold on for the rest of the day, but they don't. Something inside of them is willing to let go and move on. For something inside of them is being made new. And they know that the greater journey lies on the road ahead. The good news of Easter is that this same invitation lies open for all of us. For those first followers of Jesus, their call was to go on to Galilee, to the place where it had all begun. Yet as the story in Matthew comes to its conclusion, it is also the place where they would receive their call to make disciples of the whole world. 
What might your call be? How is your life waiting to be propelled this Easter day? God alone knows that answer. What I know is that whoever you are, wherever you are on your journey, in this place, at this table, you are gifted the opportunity today to enter the story. The Lord has gone ahead of you. There you will see him. Enter the tomb. Touch the rock. And go.